Hello, I'm Carmen Colosi, a Stratfor Latin America analyst at Rain. This podcast is brought to you by Rain Worldview, powered by Stratfor, the world's leading geopolitical intelligence platform. You're listening to Rain's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. I'm Emily Donahue. Turkey. It's known for its history as the seat of the Ottoman Empire, the architecture of its capital Istanbul, the landmark Hagia Sophia. It's also famous for its culture, carpets, bazaars, food, and even as the home of Mount Ararat. These days, however, Turkey is also notable for its volatile economy an economy that both East and West are watching. Emily Hawthorne joins us now with details. Welcome, Emily. Thank you. What is going on with Turkey's economy? Well, Turkey's economy is a bit of a mess right now, albeit with some silver linings. Inflation is very, very high. It was 36% in December of 2021. Um, And most economists really anticipate that it's going to get higher yet um, before staying high through much of 2022. Um, That's despite a government inflation target of 5% by the end of the year. And part of this is driven by global factors, of course. Um, We're seeing high inflation everywhere. Um, But a lot of it is driven by some wonky, unorthodox monetary policy led by Turkey's central bank. So prices of goods are surging in Turkey. There are shortages that's leading to some signs of hoarding of available goods by distributors. Consumers, meanwhile, are holding on to what currency, domestic lira, and foreign currency that they have. And all in all, we've seen over the last year, really over the course of 2021, the Turkish lira shed about 45% of its value. Uh, Meanwhile, President Erdogan keeps promising that he will improve this inflation picture and that the economy is going to grow, buoyed by the growth of exports, um, which are, of course, cheaper right now because the Turkish lira is cheaper. Um, And he also points to things like job growth in the export sector, Um, He also continually points um, in his speeches, um, pep talks on the economic picture. Um, He points to the swift economic growth that Turkey experienced in 2021. Um, It did grow at 9.5%, according to the World Bank, through 2021. And that is quite a high growth rate. But the problem is that's fueled by credit. And all of that is sort of contributing to more volatility in the economy, more debt, and things that just don't spell long-term sustainability for the Turkish economy moving forward. Emily, this all sounds somewhat familiar. Have we been here before? In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. In 2018, um, most recently, that was when we had uh, the most recent similar financial crisis and currency crisis that Turkey experienced. In 2018, Turkey did experience high inflation, the lira was bouncing all over the place, foreign investors were spooked, the prices of goods went up substantially. But the depreciation of the lira over the last year has been the swiftest and worst it has ever been since President Erdogan came to power um, roughly 20 years ago. That was not as president, that was as prime minister, um, but that was still sort of when he came to a national position of power. so this is this is kind of new territory for how volatile the lira currency has been. Inflation is also higher now 
than it was during that most recent currency crisis in 2018. It's actually at 36%. It is the highest it's been since September 2002, which is about the time that Erdogan was becoming um, a sort of nationally known politician. So it's a bit of a new frontier for Turkey under Erdogan. Um, certainly before Erdogan, there were a lot of periods of various financial crises and different periods of, of growth and contraction for the Turkish economy. But under Erdogan, this is sort of new territory. And I think the last thing I want to say on that about how this in some ways is the same old story, but in, in many ways it's it's a, a much more concerning picture, um, is that monetary policy is more unconventional now um, than it has been before. And that's having a big impact on the perception that Turks domestically and foreign investors abroad have um, of Turkey. This idea that Turkey is not a stable place in which to do business or to make economic investments. We've seen over the last several years um, a handful of central bank chiefs, a handful of finance ministry personnel replaced, all of which points to this idea of politicization of the central bank, which is not what you want at a central bank anywhere in the world. Um, you don't want a lack of independence within that kind of institution. Um, and when you look at the policy that the central bank is using, essentially a rejection of using interest rates as a tool to fight inflation, it drives home just how unconventional a path Turkey is taking. And I think that that is, um, if it's if it's not new, um, because Erdogan has always been known as sort of a, uh, a someone with an unconventional economic ideology, even though it's not new, it's much more aggravated and much more pronounced now than it ever has been before. So what does that mean for Turkish politics, Emily? That is the key question. And, I, you know, the performance of the economy is going to have a huge impact on Turkish citizens' political behavior. Of course, that's going to be the case anywhere in the world. But the stakes are somewhat high in Turkey right now, given approaching elections in 2023. Um, that matters a lot in also because uh, President Erdogan, as well as some of the political opposition, have floated the idea of moving those elections a little bit earlier. Um, and it's it's really a, a sort of massive question right now of when those elections are going to take place. Right now they're scheduled for 2023, and that's when we expect them to take place as of now. But they could be convened earlier. And at times the opposition calls for it because they want to take advantage of uh, the fact that the economy is flagging and they hope that they can take away some of the voters who would be voting for Erdogan's Justice and Development Party if the economy wasn't flagging. At times, President Erdogan has supported the idea of early elections. We've seen that in uh, past elections in Turkey when he's called for, for early elections to sort of take advantage of um, boosts or upticks in the polls uh, for his party. Um, but, you know, in general, this currency volatility, this high inflation, it, it's really um, pushing up economic anxiety in Turkey. And we're seeing that reflected in some national polls that show declining support for President Erdogan and his party. Um, so that's going to lead to the, the opposition continuing to use the economy as a way to try and attack um, Erdogan's political record and try and take away some of that voter base and, and win over some of those voters before those elections. So anything that happens in the economy is going to factor into those uh, preparations for the elections in 2023. And because we're looking at an election that um, could make or break 
the ruling party, the AKP, the Justice Development Party, being in control of the country moving forward, um, that really matters. And we're paying close attention to those elections because there's a potential there to change the trajectory of the country that's been in place for two decades. Emily Hawthorne is Reign's senior Middle East and North Africa analyst. Thank you, Emily. Thank you. You can follow Turkey's efforts to right its economy and the geopolitical developments those prompt with Rain Worldview. Sign up now and get a great deal on a year of forecasting and analysis. Visit rainworldview.com to subscribe. The button's on the bottom of the page. That's R-A-N-E worldview.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening.